Hi, it's producer Chris from The Bugle here. Did you know that I have a new series of my podcast, Richie Firth Travel Hacker, out now? It's the show where Richie Firth and I talk about how to make travel better in our very special way. In this series, we discuss line bikes, Teslas, the London Overground, and a whole bunch of other random stuff that possibly involves wheels or tracks or engines of some variety. God, what a hot sell this is. I mean, you 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 must be so excited. Listen now. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. This is a podcast from The Bugle. There's an idea of a Patrick Bateman, some kind of abstraction, but there is no real me, only an entity, something illusory. Although I can hide my cold gaze and you can shake my hand and feel flesh gripping yours. Maybe you can even sense our lifestyles are probably comparable. I simply am not there. Who is there is Alice Fraser, me, the host of The Gargle, which is the podcast you're listening to. What is The Gargle, you ask, defying my expectation that you would already know some part of the premise before or during the download process? I don't know your life. Maybe you're like the guy in Memento and need a reminder. The Gargle, this podcast, is the sonic glossy magazine to the Bugle's audio newspaper for a visual world. All of the news, none of the politics. Welcome to this week's edition. Your guest editors for The Gargle this week are Alison Spittle and John Luke Roberts. Welcome. Hello. Hello. I'm very happy to be here. This is fun. I'm also very happy to be here, not to be outdone by Alison. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to plunge into the magazine, but let's have a look at the front cover this week, which is Jamie Spears, the father of Britney Spears, posing provocatively behind a legal fig leaf as he coyly unpeels his cold fingers (laughs) from their 13-year death grip on her finances and personal life. Mmm, spicy. Well, it's like uh, he's not as bad a family member as Asparagus Spears, who has made Britney's piss smell very different for the past 30. But that's a weird joke I just made up now, and I'm sorry. It's a very serious situation and free Britney. But also, asparagus makes your pee smell funny. Uh, <laughs> I want free asparagus. Yeah, don't we all? It's quite an expensive vegetable. Yeah. I mean, unusually expensive for a vegetable, really. Yeah, yeah. What does it think it is? You know? Especially when you snap off the bottom and throw it away. Exactly. You know, they say cheap as chips, right? Which is a processed form of a vegetable. So the vegetable itself has to be cheaper than the chips. Potatoes. Yes. Jo- Sorry, I was just showing my knowledge there. <laughs> chips. They're made from potatoes. <laughs> Sorry, I thought you were doing a slur against me. I was like, John, this is a bit early. Uh, for... <laughs> Speaking of caricatures, the satirical cartoon this week is a long line of people and pets with roundworm and shingles being turned away from a pharmacy selling ivermectin, looking wormy and confused. 
And now into the magazine section one is our community section. This is our community section covering the very serious event of an egg attack in Chicago. John Luke Roberts, you know eggs. Tell us a little bit more about this serial egg thrower. I do, God, if anyone knows eggs, I know eggs. I know, I'll, blimey do I know eggs. I've seen them, all different sizes, different animals make the different eggs, and it's all to do with bum holes. How big your bum hole is, that's how big the egg is. I'm not sure that's quite true. I think it's also something to do with the inner, inner workings of the creature. Um, well, it's, not, look, it's not just an egg attack. This is a series of two years' worth of egg attacks in North uh, or this is how it's being painted in uh, in Chicago, the north and, and northwest side of Chicago. There's been all these egg attacks, and people went on Facebook and said, "Has anyone noticed these egg attacks?" And they went, "Yeah, I've noticed these egg attacks." And then they decided to find the people who did the egg attacks, and the egg attacks all happened from a company van. So, <laughs> so they've traced it to the company, and somebody's been fired. But the um, that that's more or less that's the story. That's the story that's been painted. But personally, I don't think there's nothing to prove that this is egg attacks. I think it's a Robin Hood story about a man trying to redistribute eggs who's just fluffing it at the last minute. He's trying to take <laughs> eggs from the rich, give them to the poor, but he fumbles and then there's eggs on the floor smashed. And that's one thing you know about eggs, they do smash when they fall on the floor. So I think it's understandable, understandable, it is perfectly understandable, comprehensible, comprehensible, not a bit reprehensible, which is of course <laughs> musical Chicago, the musical on which the city of Chicago was based. <laughs> well, there's a Facebook group uh, which sort of sleuthed out this egg incident. It's called Chicago Egg Hunters. It has more than 500 members and it was founded by a man called Moshe Tamsut who uh, says that he hopes that he can provide an example of how a community can fight back. Um, and if the community doesn't fight back in the movie that will inevitably be made of this incident with a massive yes. egg fight, I will be deeply disappointed. Yeah, that's you don't do it just by going, you did it, didn't you? Yeah, I did it. <laughs> All right. Alison? Well, it's quite nice that they didn't name the person that did it, nor did they name the company. And I feel like that's the modern way now to get justice, because I feel like, you know, sometimes when you see justice happening on the internet, and then you're like, oh, that's a bit too much justice now. This feels a bit like bullying. <laughs> and uh, I'm delighted. I'm delighted that justice has been done, and the hero of the of the story can make themselves known. And as well as that, like, um, it's I used to do this. I used to throw eggs at my headmaster, the house. Let he who has not thrown eggs throw the first egg. <laughs> exactly, exactly. That is that is that's in the Bible. I say, <laughs> Christ turning around with lots of egg covered on him, and he's like, "Guys, this is not what I was teaching." Oh, that's why Easter has a egg thing. Yes, that is it. That is it, and it's a it's a, it's an incredible story. I, I I it reminds me of a time where I got catcalled from a van, and uh, the van unfortunately catcalled me, and then went into a red light, so I had to wait there, and I took a picture of them. And I've never seen a man get so scared of my life. And I was like, I was laughing at him while looking backwards, walking away. Got ah ha ha, you wanker. And I walked into a lamppost. <laughs> and I felt like justice was done for both of us. I didn't need to do any more, nor did he. I felt karmically we both came out of a draw there. Like, so. <laughs> so it's a good story. It's that good is story. the most adorable meat cute I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> what, between Alison and the lamppost? <laughs> Your ad section now, because a longing for more doesn't just cultivate itself. 
And this episode of the podcast is brought to you by you. Yes, you. Your attention is our commodity. And if we can't indiscriminately sell that precious resource onwards in bulk to advertisers, what's the point of living in an information economy? You. You're the girl getting into the nightclub for free because you're not the consumer, f*** it. You're the product. Oh, that's so grim. <laughs> and that's the, that's, the, that's the slogan. Yep, that's, that is... That's that's the tagline on the tagline. And if you're a hot girl who's just gotten into a nightclub for free, it's entirely possible people will be offering to buy you drinks. The truly tasteful young lady will flex her survival instinct by making her order just half a glass of water. Half a glass of water. You can down them all night and in a small way do your part to fight the grotesque gendered sexual exchange economy at the same time. Half a glass of water. Drink the revolution. And this episode of the podcast is brought to you by Satanists. Satanist, the kid in school who decided to be shocking for fun because conforming is for idiots and then realised there was a profound moral point to be made and started community organising without giving up on body modification. Satanist, (laughs) they're way more chill than their earrings would imply. (laughs) Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalised card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Now it's time for your history section. Uh, this is our souvenir history section. Alison Spittle, you've bought cheap tacky souvenirs for people in the past. Can you unpack this story for us? Oh, have I? Have I? So this is a story about uh, basically Bloomberg were uh, building their new European HQ. And it was, on the, it was on the banks of the estuary of the Thames, right? And uh, before you have to build, you have to look under, see if there's any shit underneath that you might want to keep. And oh my gosh, there was quite a lot of stuff. The Bloomberg dig uncovered more than 14,000 artifacts, right? Revealing what life was like for the first Londoners. And this included the first ever written reference to the name of the city. 600 of the finds are now on display at the London... Now, I don't know how to pronounce this, but I'm going to go... I'm going to give it a go. Mifraum? Mifraum. It's... That's be- that's better than Mifraum. I say which- that I say that with certainty, but I've never heard it said. So it's one and- of those things that you only ever see read. Let's be honest. Let's be honest. And the way I was saying it, it sounded like a question as well. I was like Mifraum. <laughs> Sounds a bit like a cat. He was asking a question. <laughs> I think it's after Mithras, the god Mithras, and so I'm assuming that you would say. The Mithra bit. Anyway, sorry, <laughs> carry on. No, no. But this is what they found. They found 200 styluses, right, recovered from the site. And these styluses had little bits of writing on them. And it's a, it's a, it's like a, it's basically the first ever version of tourist tat. And there's a little joke on this stylus. And I won't read what the Roman, uh, what the Latin uh, is, but I will read you the, the uh, what did they call it? 
Inscription. Translation. Yes! Translation! Both are perfectly great words. The, the translation of the inscription on this iron stylus, this specific one that's oh, special. Oh, the translation of the inscription <laughs> on the stylus from the past. <laughs> well, it says... I have come from the city. I bring you a welcome gift with a sharp point that you may remember me. I ask a fortune allowed that I may be able to give as generously as the way is long, as my purse is empty. So basically, that joke is about, I, you know, could have got you a nicer gift, but I was only able to get you this little stylus. As I am, as you know, and I, as you and I know, we're both, I am poor. Like, I think that's what they were trying to say there. But I, I would love if they found an inscription that says uh, double jabbed and ready to f- because that would, uh, you know, that would be a very, <laughs> a very prescient <laughs> piece of tourist hat. Double jabbed and ready to jab. Yes, exactly. I did see a man wear that T-shirt and like um, it did. It did make me attracted to him because I was like, what's he got to lose? Do you know what I mean? It was quite. Uh... I mean, with having spent money on that T-shirt, possibly his virginity. Um... <laughs> yeah. I just like a person that knows what they want, you know, and as informative as well. I mean, that T-shirt could be read as false advertising because there's no way that every minute of the day that he's wearing that T-shirt, he's ready to. F- yeah, like maybe he's just had a burrito. Like nobody's able to do that. Well, you know? well, well, hang on, hang on, hang on. You're making some huge assumptions about how much of the day he's wearing this T-shirt for. He might be, like, really in tune with himself and thinking, right, I'm taking it off now. I'm not currently. And then 15 minutes later, oh, actually, you know, I could, I could, I could put it back on. You just saw him for one minute of the day. You know, come on, let's let's give the guy some credit here. Yeah, I need to follow him. I need to follow him and see. <laughs> that would be a great meet cute. I was, like, when you're telling your children, like, how you met... I was mildly disturbed by your father's T-shirt and wanted to know more. You know, that would be... I think it'd be more disturbing if you met him when he had the T-shirt off and then during the conversation he slowly started putting it off. I, look, I, I, that kind of T-shirt with an inscription on with like a joke that says something about the person wearing it, I always find that an incredibly um, aggressive move. I think the only excuse yeah. for having a T-shirt that's like that is if someone vomited on your t-shirt and you just needed to buy something from a tourist stall. If you're already in Camden markets and then something <laughs> very Camden-y happens on your shirt, then you're allowed to buy that t-shirt. <laughs> I live really near Camden Market. I saw a t-shirt. Uh, this is made before the pandemic, so I don't know if it's still there. I was looking for it. But Probably it was a t-shirt cut up for said, masks by now. Yeah, I hope it was. It was a t-shirt that said, I can lose the weight. But can you lose the face? But this T-shirt was a double X uh, S, so it was extra extra small. So I'm like, who's wearing this T-shirt? Who's <laughs> who's who said I can do more? You know. <laughs> it's a, I know what it is. It's a weightlifter who's walking around carrying weights, <laughs> and, uh, and that's it. An XXS weightlifter. <laughs> it's a small market. And in our current history being made right now news, uh, the Swale Council, the Swale in Kent, Swale Council is trying to quash planning decisions that they contend were issued in error by a junior staff member, uh, which is to say that they clearly gave it to the junior staff member expecting that they would be competent and not that they would reject these applications by calling them quote unquote whack. Um, and now they're left to scrabble for their pants, as it were, having um, delegated unwisely. 
John Luke Roberts, you're into council planning. Can you explain this story? I can't because it's actually even stupider than that. They set up, they were testing the website software and in order to, they didn't think these were being published. So a junior member of staff was testing whether or not the website was working with the planning applications and writing on things like whack and incy wincy spider and oh my god i can't believe i've been given this much uh, responsibility <laughs> but but he actually they got published on the website so there's five planning applications which legally are now binding so an animal sanctuary has been turned down for planning uh, with the word this is whack um, <laughs> <laughs> and the, and now Swale Council have to spend, uh, I think, £8,000 going through legal procedures through a judicial system to get this removed so that they can then do them properly again. But some have been passed. Some of these planning applications have been passed, like demolishing a pub to build some flats. And now they, they, they I presume, knowing what planning people are like, will try and build these flats as quickly as possible before they get the judicial review through saying, no, no, that was just, we were just testing whether uh, if you clicked on a thing, another thing happened. It turns out if you clicked on a thing, this third thing happened, and we didn't really want that to be the thing that happens when you click on the thing. Well, I mean, uh, backing up slightly, this, this ranch that they're talking about, I can understand why the first thought of this junior planner was to call it whack because it's called the Happy Pants Ranch, which... <laughs> Is 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 uh, the proposal is a retrospective application for the change of use of land from agricultural to animal rescue, including new stock, fencing and gates, blah blah blah, small animal houses. But if you if you were applying for being able to do things with animals, and the name of your place was the Happy Pants Ranch, I would have some questions. Yeah, it sounds like a legal brothel in Reno or something like that. You know, you're very welcome to the Happy Pants Ranch. You know, where it's just like uh, giving hand jobs. Actually, I'd love to run a brothel that's just hand jobs. That would be good. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. It's a good time saving method because you can do two clients at one time. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I'm going to bring that to Dragon's Den next year. Just... <laughs> Is that called ambidextrous? <laughs> ambidextrous. <laughs> Alice. <laughs> I think we're both very rude. I don't see why pants don't deserve to be happy. They deserve happiness like all the rest of us do. I like my pants to be neutral, like my T-shirts, you know? Like that's, the, that's the perfect way to have it. I can lose these pants, but can you lose your face? <laughs> <laughs> that's all the time we have for our history section, because now it's time for your reviews. Every week, our guest editors bring in something to review out of five stars. Uh, John Luke Roberts, your eyes are turned to the heavens. Tell us what you've brought in to review. I was looking down at my notes, so that, but because you're in Australia, I guess that is true. I, that's very, you did that very quickly. Well done. <laughs> yes, I'd like to um, do a film review uh, this week. That's okay. Yes. I will be reviewing uh, the medium of film. So film is like these uh, <laughs> pictures, but there's lots of them in a row. And if you look at them, it seems like something's moving. Um, there's some films which are very bad uh, and some films which are very good. I watched a very bad one the other day, but... I was it, I kind of enjoyed it because there were a lot of more successful comedians than me in it <gasps> looking awful because it was so bad. So that was a little treat. And so I give film three out of five. And uh, if you like film, you'll love music. It's like film, but without the pictures. I give <laughs> music uh, two out of five because it doesn't have the pictures. <laughs> Alice Spittle, what have you brought in to review? Alice, I wanted to review Worms, uh, generally. Uh, uh, worms, uh, there's so many different types of worms. Uh, 
There's the tapeworm. There's gummy worm. I've had both in me at some point. Uh, but <laughs> but uh, yeah, I wanted to give worms a, a five out of five. I think they're underrated. I want to overrate them. If it wasn't for worms, uh, we wouldn't have life itself. They, they make the soil clean. And uh, they're little cute. They're little cute, cute little lads, considering they've no eyes. Do they have eyes? They've no visible eyes, anyway. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm giving worms uh, five out of five. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> I will fight anyone that says different. And uh, there we go. <laughs> I think they're good. They're also uh, hermaphroditic, aren't they? Yeah, you can cut them in half. They'll be, they, they won't even hold that against you. They'll be like, thank you. <laughs> Thank you, thank you for 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 breaking me from this loneliness. I'm not sure being hermaphroditic means being okay with being cut in half. <laughs> Finally, binary gender. Thank you, Alison. Thank, thank you. Finally. I don't like ambiguity. Thank you, Alison. <laughs> five out of five, and then you cut yeah, in half, and it. it becomes two separate fives. So ten out of five. 10 out of 5, that's it, it's perfect. That is all the time we have for our review section because now it's time for our sexy literature section. I am not, unfortunately, talking about Dancy Lagarde in this instance, but I am talking about some satanic erotica. Alison Spittle, you were brought up Catholic. Can you unpack this story for us? <laughs> I was brought up Catholic, and uh, yeah, when this story came through, I was like, this, this is incredible because it has everything... I love in a story, and that is uh, uh, erotica and Catholicism. Uh, someone leaving the Catholic Church is my favorite thing. And uh, so this is uh, this is basically about this uh, bishop. He was the he was the youngest bishop I think in the world, right? And uh, he he's quite the hot shot within the Catholic Church, and he left the Catholic Church uh, because he fell in love with a, with a woman that writes a, a, a satanic erotica, like. Like this is incredible. <laughs> this is like uh this is like please please get me out of the Catholic Church, said the bishop to the satanic erotic novelist. You know, you know that old saying. <laughs> this guy I I Xavier Novell, which sounds like a character out of a Dancy Lagarde uh, novel, uh, he's got he's uh, he was recommended an exorcism by Pope Francis. Do you know how bad you have to be to be recommended an exorcism <laughs> by the Pope? That's like Tony the Tiger telling you to get a diabetes test. You listen to that person. You know what I mean? This is incredible. So basically, long story short, Hotshot Bishop uh, was really into lots of uh, weird aspects of the Catholic Church, such as like he, he was very in support of conversion therapy, which a lot of Catholic Church are against. Like he was, he was, he was a deep in it uh, bishop. He wasn't just a fleeting bishop. Like this bishop was, you know, not he was like moving diagonally as far up the ladder as he could go. <laughs> exactly. That's brilliant. That's brilliant. And I love the way in this uh, article, not only is this woman like she is a uh, she is a Satanist. She's into Satanism. She writes uh, erotic fiction. It also says here uh, her name is Sylvia Cabal, Cabalal, right? And it says here, Miss Cabalal, a divorcee. It's just it's out there like not only is she all of this, but she's also divorced. She's a divorcee. Which, uh, she's a psychologist and she's a writer of erotic novels, including the erotic trilogy Amnesia, which is, interestingly enough, just the same book written three times. <laughs> 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 this this is 
the ultimate Christian mingle. This is amazing <laughs> that these people have found each other. And do you know what? I'm very happy for them. Let them let them be off go off and be happy. Like, you know, the church obviously wasn't working for him. Um I just I, I know it's hard it's not um a nice thing to do, but I do imagine them shagging and I'm very happy for them. They're the only couple I do and I'm like, Good for you. I'm just I'm just vicariously living through this bishop now. Well, I mean, she seems to, in her novels, eroticize the idea of the struggle between good and evil. And I can just imagine that being someone's kink. And in this yes. case, both <laughs> of their kinks. And it's not its not often that you find someone who matches you so perfectly in their desire to role play. Uh, I'll be the angel and you be the demon trying to tempt me to give you a... Anyway, I'm just saying I could write that novel. It is, this, I'd say, is probably the biggest achievement she'll ever have in her life. No matter... What happens with her books or anything like that? She can go back to the writer's group and went, pull the bishop, mate. Pull the bishop. And the Pope personally asked him to have uh, an exorcism. Nah, still, he's, he's off of me. Like, that is, that's incredible. That's the I biggest don't know. I, boost ever. I think there's room for her to, to, to progress from this. She could bag up Cardinal. You know, there's still <laughs> space for growth. Yeah, that's true. Work her way up. Well, it is that thing where, you know, sometimes if you look at somebody's ex and they're incredibly successful and attractive, that's a, an ego boost. And, I mean, if, the, if someone's ex is Jesus, that's a, that's a big ego boost. The thing which mainly, like, confused me about this, because I was also raised uh, Catholic, and nice. uh, I think it's just a bit rich to, like, say, get out of the Catholic Church. You, 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 you fall in love with somebody who, who writes... Uh, sadomasochistic erotic literature There's, the Catholic Church is based on a book of sadomasochistic erotic <laughs> literature <laughs> yeah, there is no true. reason for Jesus to have abs no <laughs> his carpentry days are long behind him he's just been going around giving lectures he's got as, mu as much fish and loaves as he wants to eat that is not yeah. a man with abs he's, a, he's just a, a chilled out rabbi oh he probably surfs that's how he gets them <laughs> So that's all the time we have for that section. Now it's time for our Bitcoin section, my favourite section of almost every gargle, uh, because Bitcoin news just keeps on happening. Uh, as you know, Bitcoin is an elegant programming solution for the problem of how to create a de distributed, decentralised method of exchange, which is mainly censorship resistant unless you introduce human error, which we always do. That is the human error, is introducing human error every f***ing time. <laughs> Someday when it gets better scalability, security and resource efficiency, cryptocurrency might come in useful for something other than what it is now being used for, almost exclusively evading the law and speculation. But that might all change because El Salvador has just declared Bitcoin legal tender. John Luke Roberts, you know about imaginary money. Can you explain this story? Yes. Well, Maybe. I can use words like digital wallet, but I, when I set a blockchain, like I can say them, but I've no, I've no, I've not got, I, I, like it's, I don't know. They've decided to make uh, a Bitcoin specifically, not Dogecoin, uh, a legal currency in El Salvador. Um, and on the day they did it, the government digital wallet thing crashed, which is, you know, ha ha ha. Great. Uh, that's fun. It's fun that that happened. Um, they didn't really think it through. This is the last time they moved from their... This, well, to be honest, this is all I care about about this story. In 2001, they moved to the US dollar because their own currency, um, they no longer wanted to use it. And their own currency was called the Salvadorian colon. 
<laughs> they had a currency called the colon. That's I. That's I don't know why that. I mean, oh, it's brilliant. They called it that. They kept it that. It's mean, brilliant, particularly if half a colon is a semicolon. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, brilliant. Yes, fantastic. Um, uh, yeah, that's that's more or less it. Um, the the more exciting news for me is that Liechtenstein has applied to be the first country to be uh, to exist only online. So that's exciting. <laughs> Well, this is the great thing about about the El Salvadorian uh, adoption of Bitcoin as its currency. It's it's brought great joy to crypto bros all over the world who've just been waiting for the point at which their imaginary money can cross over into real world utility. And they've found out that the place that that will happen is in El Salvador. It's like finding out where the door to Narnia is. Uh, but my favourite part about this story is the El Salvadorian leader who... He just looks like one of those weird hustle culture bros on YouTube who's trying to sell you an online course in social media business marketing. Like he's just got, he's got the facial hair, he's got the aggressive energy, he's got the unshakable belief in Bitcoin. I, I don't know if this makes the El Salvadorian government seem more or less trustworthy, but uh, I'm excited well, to find out how this goes. There was one other weird bit about it, which is that they've set up ATMs where you can go to turn your Bitcoins into solid money. And that mm. seems, to, isn't that, like, I don't know much about Bitcoin, as I've sort of explained, or not really explained, um, but isn't that just coin, not Bitcoin? <laughs> I mean, the premise, right, I, I, the very premise, the etymological premise of the Bitcoin is that they used to bite coins to check if they were real or not. Uh, but you just have to assume that they've already been bit. Right? Right. That's it. Right. Because what is the difference between a Bitcoin billionaire and someone who just says they're a Bitcoin billionaire? <laughs> yeah, there is no difference, is there? There's no difference at all. Except in El Salvador. <laughs> El Salvador, they gave the government to, to kind of like uh, get the public on board because the public are vastly against this in El Salvador. There's been lots of polls where they're like not into it at all. But haven't they given them like a free... 20 quid i think the equivalent of 20 pounds in their little digital wallet like every person in el salvador it's like you've just walked into a casino yeah isn't it i like that i look it, it, i mean i i don't like my my government in britain but if you gave me 20 quid i'd uh i'd, I'd eat my words for a few minutes you know I'd be like he did give me 20 quid i i know he's trying to kill the poor and he's responsible for hundreds of thousands of deaths but you know, twenty quid. It's uh, quite the. You know, it's quite the quite the present. It's uh, yeah. And then, have you read the article that there's Sky have talked about this, and it's very interesting. One of my favorite quotes is like, uh, "We don't know the currency. We don't know where it's from. We don't know if it's going to bring us profit or loss. We don't know anything." And this is from Cla Claudia Molina, who sells T-shirts and souvenirs. And I love that that's who they asked. They're like, this is the person that we want, a, like a, a souvenir seller, uh, to ask about Bitcoin. And it, it's, it's like, it's, do you know what? Her opinion is as correct as that uh, the president or anyone. Do you know, I would love to hear my news through the prism of a souvenir seller. <laughs> like, I, I do think that would be a good thing to do. Like that stylus. Yes, I bought that. Yeah. I want all like my history and modern news all in the form of of, of souvenirs. <laughs> yeah, double jabbed and ready to. F Someone's gonna find that in you know two thousand years and go, what happened here? And they're like, oh, there was a virus that went through the you know, went through the nation. Well, that's all the time we have for that section because that's the end of the show, I'm afraid. We're going to flip through the ads at the back of the magazine uh, and here is an ad for a Joe Biden. 
you can you can buy a Joe Biden, which is to say a man uh, that you can build piece by piece, beginning with the teeth, which is good. And uh, there's an ad here for the reclamation of the phrase shark infested, um, which should only be applied if you have a lot of sharks in the walls of a domestic land dwelling. Otherwise, sharks are where they're meant to be. You can't have shark infested waters. That's just, unless it's a bath, I guess. <laughs> Anywhere that is wet, that where there's a shark, that's where the shark is meant to be. Calling it infestation is rude at best. Alison, have you got something to plug? Yeah, I'm doing a tour of Ireland in early October. I'm going to be at Aberystwyth in early October as well. Glasgow Comedy Festival, I'm going to be there in October. I'm on the internet at Alison Spittle at the moment on Instagram and on Twitter. I have a podcast called Wheel of Misfortune with Fern Brady and a very old podcast called The Alison Spittle Show. I, I'm going to give that some love too. Thank you very much for letting me promote myself, Alice, and laughing at my jokes. That's uh, my really appreciated. John Luke Roberts, have you got anything to plug? First of all, please, if, could you sign up to my mailing list on johnlukeroberts.co.uk if you have any interest in me, um, because I'm sick of going onto social media to try and plug things because I hate it. It's bad for my head. I have a podcast called Soundy, which is the podcast of too many podcasts, and the whole first season is now out. And please listen to that, and if you like, leave a review, because why not? It helps, I think. I don't know. It does help. Unfortunately for us all, social media numbers and download numbers and five-star reviews on any of our work does help, because people who commission stuff look at those numbers. So if, if you like anything that any of us have ever, ever done, go back and leave a five-star review on whatever platform you have access to. Yeah, right. So please, I'd rather you listened to my podcast, but if you haven't got time, go to iTunes <laughs> and, and give a five-star review and, uh, and, and review what you think it probably is. Yeah, yeah. Or just tell people if you like something, that you like that thing. That also helps. Uh, I'm Alice Fraser. You can find me online at, at Alliterative on Twitter and Instagram. That's A-L-I-T-E-R-A-T-I-V-E. Or sign up for my Patreon, patreon.com slash Alice Fraser. That's a one-stop shop for all of my stand-up specials, podcasts, blogs, and my weekly Tea with Alice salons, where we just have a nice little chat. This is a Bugle Podcast and Alice Fraser production. Your editor is Ped Hunter. Your executive producer is Chris Skinner. I'm Alice Fraser, and I'll talk to you next week. You can listen to other programs from The Bugle, including The Bugle, The Last Post, Tiny Revolutions and The Gargle, wherever you find your podcasts. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.